Hey, Stunners. Welcome to Season 3 of the Cut Life Podcast. Happy New Year, all. I'm so excited to be back with everyone. Honestly, it's crazy that we have been on the air this long. Ahmed, our producer, a.k.a. Big Med, uh-huh. he he told me that we're three seasons in, and it's unbelievable, you know? So we're glad that you guys are continuing to listen and to rock with us, and we promise to bring you the best hairstylist in the business, and this being our first episode of the new year, it's no different. I'm so excited absolutely thrilled to have guess who i have ahmed doesn't know he's looking at his phone i i have the incredible shy emil on the phone aka the curl doctor hi shy hello how are you thank you so much for having me this is very exciting no i'm excited to have you i obsessively stalk you on instagram That's so cool. Wow. And I am just amazed by the work that you do. Anyone that follows your work, I'm sure, is amazed. And I would assume that it's really difficult to get an appointment (laughs) with you. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Just a little. I do work long hours. Yes. I'm there 12 hours every day. Wow. Wow. And we're going to get into probably why you're there so long, because you are extremely meticulous about your work. And we have to get into that. And I can tell just by watching online the before and after and the information that you provide everyone. So we will definitely get into that. But we always start the podcast with the backstory, because every hairstylist journey is different. And we're sure that you're going to tell us some jewels and gems that we may have not heard from another hairstylist. So tell me, Shai Emil, about your journey into hair and how you got into the industry. I started doing hair um, after high school because nothing really was enough for me when I was going to school, college. Nothing really grabbed my attention. I'm not a very audio person. I'm a very visual person and I went into a friend one day that told me she just got her license to do hair and I said you can study to do hair she said yeah you can go to beauty school I said seriously I've never heard of that this is you know I'm a 21 year old man never even thought of something that I could do and she said you just go to beauty school and sign up and you can learn how to do hair the next day, I went and signed to beauty school. I never, ever thought of it of my life that would be my career. Um, but it just sounded like a really fun thing to do. Um, I've always enjoyed going to get my hair cut um, as I got older. Not as a kid, but when I got older, uh, when I found the right people. I would always go in earlier than my appointment because I would enjoy being in that environment. So when I learned that it's something that you can actually study and, and, and learn how to do, I was fascinated. So I went to beauty school the next day and signed up, and I haven't stopped since. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it just kind of happened. So as you were in beauty school and just, you know, getting becoming educated, what was the experience like after actually getting your first job in a salon? Well, you know, starting on beauty school, they don't teach you, you know, what goes on in a salon. You learn how to do... The basics, like roller sets, perms, uh, blowouts, relaxers, 
you know, very basics, but they don't teach you the advanced techniques. So I was bored in music school. Nothing really was exciting to me. You know, doing roller sets was nothing that I enjoyed doing, and I would hide whenever clients would come in because I didn't want to do roller sets. <laughs> and my teacher told me, you're never going to make it. If you don't know how to do roller sets, you're never going to make it in this industry. And I said, okay, well, you know, let me see what I can figure out out of this, you know, career. And I was drawn to color. So color made sense to me because I'm kind of a nerd, and it's science. And and science was something that I've always really appreciated. So I was drawn to the chemistry and the science of hair color. So I focused my entire career early on as a colorist. Um, But when I was doing color on curly clients, I would notice that their hair looked different than straight hair people if you are really aggressive with your coloring techniques. And I would also uh, observe after you do color and you do use the blow fryer and you stretch out the curls and you, and you get it really straight and really silky, the color would fade out and it would look really uneven and it would look not the same way it looked when it was air-dried. So I was trying to find ways how to protect my color and my curly clients. It's all part of my OCD. It was just me trying to figure out how can I maximize the color that I worked so hard on for this person that it will last more than a couple washes because, you know, they spend a lot of money right. on their hair, and I want their color to last. I've always been a fan of low-maintenance hair. So Me too. <laughs> right? Nobody wants to spend days in a salon. You know, you go in every few months, it's a really fun experience, and that's it. You don't go back for a few months later. So I would try to find ways how to preserve the color. And I, I realized that if you let the hair air dry, it wouldn't fade the color as fast. And I was watching how my curly client's hair air dries. It wasn't frizzy. It didn't look like it was matted. It didn't look dull. It didn't look fake. It looked just... Like how kids' hair looks. Right. Beautiful, shiny, and natural. The way it was given to us from, you know, birth. So I I would try to find ways how to get the curls to look natural without curling the hair. So I wouldn't use any tools. I would, you know, air dry it or diffuse the hair. So, you know, you do somebody's hair for the first time and you diffuse it for them, and they look in the mirror and they realize, oh, my God, that's my hair? My hair is curly? Like, I didn't know my curls could do yeah, that. I didn't know my hair does this. And that's the first reaction, what you just said, is every single person that experiences it the first time. So naturally, if you do somebody's hair a little different and they, they leave it with the curly, and they go home or they see a friend and it's, the friend says, wow, your hair is so cool, it's so different, it's so shiny, it looks so healthy, it's so curly, what did you do? Oh, I went to this guy, you know, my hairdresser. He's just really weird because he doesn't blow dry straight afterwards. He's OCD, and he wants to preserve my color, so I leave with it wet or we diffuse it. And they would say, oh, I want to see if he can do my hair curly also. So I would start getting clients to come in to me to show them how to diffuse their hair. But this whole time, I'm a colorist. I am a color specialist. I will give you whatever color you wanted. But I'm getting all these people coming in asking about their curls, how to get their curls to look healthier. 
So part of the nerd in me, I am always trying to find ways how to make the hair better, how to make it healthier. When I mean better, I mean how to keep it healthier condition so the color will last longer. How to maintain the health of the hair that grows out of your head. Yeah, I mean, right. the hair that grows out of our head. That's what it does. It grows in these weird spirally patterns. Why do we have to fight it? You know, if we're born with certain characteristics that makes the hair unique, why not learn how to make it look as good as possible? And that's pretty much how my career shifted. And this whole time, I'm just still, like, with, 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 with a bullhorn. I'm a colorist. I'm a colorist. Right. And everybody's like, no, you do curly hair. You do curly hair. What would you say was the time span between being a colorist and then transitioning into what we see today as the curl doctor? And I know you say that it's, you know, over time, people started coming, and it created a snowball effect of clients. that, And there was this need, obviously, that needed to be filled. And so when did you kind of have that aha moment like hey i have something here well i i you know i've always done the same like i do now but obviously with experience and with learn working with different hair textures you learn new things but honestly i don't think i have it all yet i still i'm still learning i'm still asking my clients questions i'm still asking my assistants their input, I'm still asking my stylist in my salon what they do. If you stop learning, then you start going backwards. So I think social media kind of helped put me on the map kind of way because I've always felt I'm this, you know, normal guy from the Valley. I don't work in a fancy salon in Beverly Hills. I'm not, you know, one of those super expensive hairdressers. I'm just a regular guy that just loves to do hair. But I think with social media and, and, and people posting about it, that really, <clears throat> sorry, that really puts you where you wouldn't be otherwise without the Internet, you know. So things started changing once the Internet became uh, more user-friendly with, you know, blogs and and. and and, you know, Tumblr and websites and, you know, people writing reviews and, you know, that really helped. And I think once I started using Instagram to show what I do for work, because when I joined Instagram, for me, it was, hey, I have another social media app that I can share pictures of my sandwiches and my <laughs> my trees that I work on. Or I can share pictures of, you know you know, just normal day-to-day activities. Right. But one day I had a girl that came in, and she had the worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my gosh. It was somebody gave her an undercut, and she had really thick, curly hair. Oh, yeah, so and, that grow out from the undercut was oh horrible, God. huh? Oh, God, <laughs> poor thing. So I posted the picture of the before, and I wrote something like, you would never believe what I'm working with right now. And I started getting all these comments of people, friends, and and, and, and People were showing interest. So I kept sharing the process of the before and after, and I, re- and I saw that people really liked it. So I said, oh, that's cool. People like my work. And then I started sharing more and more, and then I realized, okay, this is, this is something that I have to share with people. I, I, I have understanding of this texture that a lot of people 
don't have access to, and I have to share whatever I can share with them. Besides go buy the shampoo, go buy this conditioner, I would never do that because I don't want to use my platform as a sales pitch. Right. It's more about let me explain to you what your hair does. Let me explain to you what your hair needs. It's education. Yeah, let me explain to you what you need to do to make your hair healthier. And you have to understand what you need to do on your own, and that will make you have the tools to take care of your own hair without just going to buy stuff. Well, the transformations on your IG page are exactly what got me hooked. Oh, thank you. Because you po- and you would think, okay, how many times can you look at p- posts of curls? But you can look at posts of curls all day, every day, because I do. <laughs> I definitely do. And I love the fact that you showcase a variety of textures and that curly hair isn't just one isolated texture. There are a variety of textures and not just on individual people, but one person could have a variety of textures on one head of hair. And I love that you show that. And I would love to get into, without giving away too many secrets, I've seen you talk about um, your technique and you just mentioned that your typical day in the salon might be 12 hours. Can you walk us through an experience that a client may have when they come into your salon? Yeah, so the way that um, I do hair, my method of cutting is I use the, the curl-by-curl haircutting method. So I literally go through the entire head, and I cut one curl at a time. And Wow. If you have... That's intense. <laughs> 300 curls, 400 curls, whatever amount of curls you have, I cut each one separately, and each curl is like its own unique human. That's what makes hair unique, you know, that, that we each have on our head all these textures. So not every curl will have the same shrink factor as the curl next to it. I'm glad you said something about shrink factor because, oh, my goodness, my black sisters out there, they will talk about shrinkage all day online. (laughs) They, oh, my, shrinkage is such an issue for so many women, especially black women that want to wear their hair natural. They complain about shrinkage all day, every day. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's two types of shrinkage that I've noticed. One shrinkage is if you take a ringlet and it's like a phone cord. You know, it coils around, and if you pull on it, it springs back up. The more spring factor you have, the healthier the curl is. The other type of shrinkage that most people don't love is when the hair gets bunched up into one big solid mass. And that's because the hair is not hydrated. Ah. So if you noticed, I have a few pictures that I've shared and the thing is, also, a lot of my clients don't want to be, um, they don't want to be uh, on social media with their hair. Most people don't want to share their hair, so I can't take pictures of everybody. So I try to give variety, and when somebody comes in and I say to them, it'd be cool if you can document the process, a lot of times it's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then it's like, please don't post my hair. I'm really embarrassed how I was before. And the ones that do want to share and they see all the positive comments end up thanking me for encouraging them to share their story because there are so many people that are in the same boat as them, just lack of understanding. It just, 
it's all big mystery. And, you know, to me, I was never raised with a black sister that told me what to do with her hair. Right. I had to learn it. So I tell all my clients, if I learned how to work on your hair, there is no reason why you can't learn how to work on your own hair. Amen. Clap it up. Yes, yes. Because (laughs) you have this hair on your head every day. I get to see it for one hour, two, three hours every few months, and that's it. You can actually experiment on your own with different methods and teach me when you come back. And that's how I become, that's when I get my superpowers, when my clients come back and they give me feedback of what they've learned. And that's what I can share with the next person. And it's just a big community. We're all, you know, we're all trying to inspire each other how to love our own hair. That's all it is, you know. I love your humility in that you're constantly learning, but you're not the curl doctor for nothing. Listen. I'm a colorist. <laughs> call me the curl doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in, with the um, curl by curl technique, so how long, once they come in, how long would one client typically sit in your chair from start to finish? So we ask our clients to come in with their hair prepped, meaning the hair has to be clean, freshly washed, has to be tangle-free, and has to be styled the way you want to wear your hair. I want to see your hair the way you think would look the best on you. So I, I always have my clients come with their hair prepped so I can see what their hair looks like. Um, so the hair has to come, when they come in, the hair has to be dry. can't even be wet. Okay. Because the haircut has to be done on wet hair. Uh, so when they come in... Um, we start off with the haircut right away. You know, obviously we'll talk a little bit. We'll chat about what style they want, what they're trying to achieve, what their frustrations are, what they want to learn. You know, we go through all those. Um, but the actual haircutting process, meaning the actual cutting, I can do a haircut in 30 minutes on somebody that has fine hair. Mm-hmm. You know, when I mean fine, I mean it's not very dense. So they have less ringlets, and I can takes me about an hour if somebody has a lot of ringlets, and if the hair is dense, it could take a little longer if somebody's hair is not detangled properly, and that you know delays the process. But I book myself an hour, and usually end up having about five or ten minutes to spare at the end, um, because you know it takes about forty-five minutes to do the actual haircut. Uh, I did a math with my assistant the other day. She said, how many times do you think you've done this method, the curl-by-curl curl haircut? And we're doing the math, and we pass 15,000 times wow. how many times I've done this method. I love you know? that it's a collaborative effort, um, the way you explain the process. Yeah. And having um, women and men learn about their own hair and how to maintain it, because I think for... Some, it can be a very daunting process, especially when you get into curly, kinky, multi-textured hair. It can be um, a daunting process, but I like that you approach it with love and give people the tools that they need to take care of it on their own when they're not with you. And also, I see that you um, are very well-versed in the art of bonsai. And oh, yeah. that is <laughs> seems so similar to me, to the cup. <laughs> Curl-by-curl cutting process. So did you develop a love for bonsai before or after? After. Okay. (laughs) It happened in 99 when I bought my first house and 
looking at all different types of gardens, and then I opened the Japanese garden, and right away I was drawn to it, and it felt like it was something that I, I've always done kind of thing. It just felt right. So I started studying the, you know, how to do a Japanese garden in your own home on your own. And one of the books that I bought had a picture of, of, of a bonsai in it. And I said, oh, that's so cool. Maybe I can have a little tree for myself. So I don't do anything a little bit. Once <laughs> I get in something, it's all in, you know. Right. So I started doing research and found a couple nurseries in the area that have classes and start taking classes and, you know, start doing them on my own. And, and, you know, I still have the same few trees that I bought back in 99. You know, so I have an area where it's uh, covered and I repotted my first two trees that I bought back in 99 into new pots. It was very exciting. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Yeah, it's very exciting. That is amazing. I love it. No, and I love watching when you post um, the bonsai as much as the curls, and it goes hand in hand. It's like you're working on your art even when you're not working on it. So I I love that. A little different because the trees have no opinion besides... True. They can't tell you how they want to look. They just die if they don't like what you're doing to them. So back to you asking me how long the whole process takes. Yes. So the haircut takes an hour. That's what I do. Okay, okay, and perfect. And then we um, go to the washing area, and that's where my uh, team ha- handles the cleansing, hydration, detangling, styling, a lot of the education. Um, we assigned uh, one assistant per client to do the whole process. That is amazing. I have three assistants. And they're with me usually two to three years, the whole process takes. And a lot of times they're ready to go on their own before that. But I think they really enjoy the camaraderie that we have as a, as a group, the four of us. And they really enjoy the whole vibe of team as opposed to being on your own. So they never rush to go and do hair on their own. Plus they get to learn and be around so many fun people. So they handle the cleansing. So it takes a good hour sometimes more, just to wash and detangle the hair. Right, right. Because some girls don't have the patience, or some girls don't know how to detangle their hair properly. And when we detangle the hair, we separate each strand of hair from the other. Oh, I love it. It's an experience. It is. It's such an experience. It is. And our shampoo bowls recline to a bed, and they have a massager built in. Ooh. So you're laying down flat. You get your your back massage with the with the shampoo bowl. Plus the assistant detangles your hair, remove all the loose hair, give you a nice scalp massage. Uh, we have our signature Capella iced tea. That's an amazing drink that everybody gets hooked on. So we make it really fun for the girls because we and the boys and the kids. We teach them about their own hair. We don't talk about we don't talk about what we do in the salon to the client. We talk about their hair, you know. So every person that's that gets this process gets their own customized, you know, guideline how to do their own hair. We don't have like standard system. That's why people say, "What should I use on my hair?" I said, "I'm sorry, I can't help you. I don't know what kind of hair you have, what your hair feels like. I can't touch it." over social media. Like, I have to touch the hair. I have to see how much water it retains, how much, it, how much elasticity you have, 
how much breakage you have. Every hair is unique. So they spend an hour on the whole cleansing, detangling. Then we do a conditioning treatment to hydrate the hair. And then we spend a good half hour teaching the client how to style their own hair. That is amazing. Yeah, you don't you don't hear that. You you just don't. You don't hear that people are not getting that full experience where they're being educated. A lot of times within the beauty industry, when we talk about education, we're talking about stylists that are going to educate themselves on a certain technique, but they're not sharing that information with the client. So I love your perspective and approach to it to actually empower the client to have great hair all of the time and not just, you know, as soon as they leave the salon and then it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? Exactly. Um, well, the thing is, if you know how to do your own hair and your hair is always looking good, it kind of makes me look good too. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it brings more clients. And I think some stylists have this fear that they won't, that they'll lose clients and won't get more clients, but you pr- have proven that it's a snowball effect because if they have amazing hair, they're a walking advertisement. So someone's going to see them and say, hey, like, why is your hair looking so amazing? And then that knowledge is passed on and you're forever in business. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when somebody owns it, everybody feels it, right? If you know you, you look the bomb and you're feeling it, everybody can sense that. So when you know your hair looks really good and you feel really good about your own hair, then you can share what you've learned with your friends. And you can inspire your friends to love what's on their head, whether it's straight or curly, it doesn't matter. As long as you understand what's on your head and you learn how to work with it, you get that sense of confidence that is just, you know, it's Priceless, yeah. Yeah. Priceless. And so before we leave... um, so there are a lot of stylists that I'll run into that feel that they have to specialize in multiple things that they really honestly don't specialize in because they feel that they want to gain clientele by offering services that they're just not that well versed in versus kind of honing in on a skill or a niche. So what advice would you give to stylists about honing in on a niche, whether you're amazing at cutting hair or coloring hair or extensions or natural hair um, and not having that fear of feeling like they have to do everything. Because some stylists can, but I run into more often than not stylists that say that they can, but they're not necessarily well-versed mm-hmm. across the board. Well, you have to see what you love doing because if you just go to work every day and it's a job and you're like, oh, I have six hours to go till I go home. When is this day going to end? It's really hard to enjoy your craft. But if you find something that you do in your job that you actually enjoy, then focus on that. You know, spend time learning what brings you joy. If, you know, if cutting hair gives you joy, then learn how to cut hair really well. If you love coloring then specialize in color or understanding color. Or my thing is healthy hair. I'm not, you know, a cutter or a colorist. This, that. My thing is healthy hair. I want you to have the healthiest possible hair you can have, just like it, it is when it grew out of your head originally. Because hair grows really healthy. You know, we're the ones that screw it over. True. We're the ones that <laughs> mess it up. Very true. The hair doesn't grow damaged. Hair doesn't grow burnt the hair doesn't grow with issues 
I have some stories to tell in that area. Whew, some bad bleach jobs, right? and bad haircuts, right? and chemicals, but, and all right? kinds of stuff. Yeah. But if you look at kids, they have the best hairs because we don't do anything to them. So that's the mentality you have to think is like, how do we just leave it alone, let it look good, and when it looks good, it's going to get better on its own even without trying so hard. So definitely try to find, I always say chase your passion, not success. I love it. I love it. Well, on that note, chase your passion, not success. I'm going to take that with me. Thank you so much, Shai, for joining our podcast. I'm so happy that you were our first interview of the year. Thank you. Um, yeah, I definitely slid in your DMs like, hey, would you like to be <laughs> on here? So I'm so glad that you answered. I know your time is valuable and precious, and I look forward to seeing even more transformations. And I know our audience is excited. If you're not already following Shai Emil, you can follow him on Instagram at S-H-A-I-A-M-I-E-L. And, of course, we will have this all over the Cut Life social media so everyone can have a listen. But thank you so much. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. That was very good. Awesome. We did this. Yes, I'm glad too. And we shall talk soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was Shy Emil, the curl doctor. I had to get him on here with his curl by curl cut technique. He is amazing. If you are in the um, LA area, he's in Studio City, California. If you're able to get an appointment, because it takes about six months to even get in his chair. But if you are able to, and you are a curly girl looking for someone to rescue you and teach you how to maintain your curls and to have amazing hair, please definitely contact him. And we can't go without talking about some cool things that have been going on with The Cut Life. Um, One of our really exciting moments, we had our 2018 Best of Digital Awards. This is our first annual online award show to celebrate the stylists because that's what we're all about. We've had Best Pixie, Best Bob, Colorist, Salon Stylist of the Year, Celebrity Stylist of the Year. We even honored our short hair vloggers, our short hair stunners. It was a really, really amazing. Um, we had over 7,000 people voted online um, in each category. So that was awesome. And our IG Live, we had over 5,000 views. Um, celebrity hairstylist Kim Kimball called in and she won um, Celebrity Stylist of the Year. And we also had a um, friend of the Cut Life, Miss Lawrence, who now is a retired hairstylist because he is fully focused on his acting career playing Bruce on the hit Fox show Star. And it was just a great time. We're definitely going to continue to do that annually. So look out for the best of 2019. Um, maybe a live award show one day. We're looking into it. So we shall see. But um, with just so many exciting things going on um, with the Cut Life. There are some things that I can't really talk about at the moment. But in the meantime, we definitely want all of the stylists to sign up for the Cut Life directory. We are giving you one free year for a listing. So all of 2019, if you're a hairstylist and you purchase an IG advertisement with The Cut Life and you're approved to advertise with us, we will give you one free listing on the thecutlifedirectory.com. That is completely you know, invaluable. I can't tell you how valuable it is, really. Um, every person that reaches out to us 
sometimes still think that we're stylists and that we book appointments and we don't, but we refer them to the directory. So these people are looking for you. They're in every city across the country and they need hairstylists that specialize in short hair. So we want you guys to make sure you sign up, thecutlifedirectory.com. Email info at livethecutlife.com to get your ad. And then once you're approved to advertise, because we do have to approve you to advertise, make sure your work is up to par. Make sure you know that our audience is going to actually want to book an appointment with you. And then once you're approved through that process, you get one year free. Woo! One year. Okay. So stay tuned for to livethecutlife.com. Make sure you're following us at The Cut Life on Instagram. You can follow me at Tahira Joy. And you can follow Big Med, B-I-D-M-E-D. And we'll see you next time.